get ahead. And as long as you have that big picture and that big why, that goal, kind of the big rock per se in mind and mapped out, and you're doing those things on a kind of day-to-day basis, then good things will happen. I promise that. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. Today, I'm going to do this episode just myself. It's been several months since I've been able to co-host. This real estate market has just been absolutely insane. As some of you guys know, I own a real estate brokerage company, residential and commercial and investment. We have a property management division. We have a personal investment portfolio. We have short-term rentals. You know, you name it, and um, that's the whole reason I love the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Is I get a I get to live it and do it every day. But this last six months has just been absolutely crazy. I mean, it's been all consuming. It seems twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. There's something kind of going on in this market. So I'm hopping on for the first time. It's just going to be me, and I'm just going to for maybe five to 10 minutes, just kind of experience share what I've experienced the last six months as a guy that's in the creative real estate arena, both on the brokerage, working on behalf of other people, doing deals myself, doing development deals and fix and flips, uh, short-term rentals. So I get asked this almost every day, if not multiple times a day, is like, when's it going to stop? And I go back to 06, 07, 08, and that conversation was brought up a lot when the market was just going crazy. When people that had no income were able to get approved to buy five homes and they were selling them before they were built and making money, and it was just money was flowing everywhere. um, And it was just crazy. And I look back and the writing was on the wall at that time. I mean, it really was. I mean, if you could go, I bought my first house right out of college for 164000 I put, I think, 10% down. I think I put 16, 16 grand. And I had just started as a commercial real estate broker with my license at CBRE, CB Rich Ellis, world's largest commercial real estate firm. But I was 100% commission. And I walked in and they're like, what's your stated income? Which essentially, how much do you make or how much will you make? And I'm like, uh, I don't even remember what I put down because I had no idea. Literally, it's my first job and I was 100% commissioned. And I, I don't know, maybe I put a hundred grand or 150 or something like that, which I didn't, you know, first year didn't even come close to that. Um, but they financed me, which looking back is just crazy. I, I was not in the position to be financeable at that time. So if you kind of look at the structure and kind of integrity of the market at that time, it was a little, Berserks. Today, we're seeing deals, especially say up in Summit County and the ski resorts and such. Some of these deals, 60, 70% of the deals are being bought cash. So people are, are not even financing a lot of these deals that are being bought today. So, and the people that are getting financed are much more qualified. The requirements are much more stringent. And the overall, I think, structure of the real estate. And the universe from anywhere from the buyers to the sellers to the lenders to the, the and the government, uh, how they're overseeing it and 
mortgage requirements and such is much more stringent. But the question that gets brought up is these crazy bidding wars. I mean, houses that were selling for 300 four years ago are now selling for 600, listing at 550 and going 50 grand over. So that's what has been triggering this question a lot of, you know, when will it stop? And I don't know that answer. I don't, no one does. No matter how much information and data that you have, will you be able to answer that question? If you, if you did, you, <laughs> you would literally, have the crystal ball and be sitting on infinite number of uh, of dollars you could make with that information. So, but my response in the last six months to that, given that in the last six months I've been in this game on kind of all sides of, of the transactions is I do see the market finally slowing down a little bit. And that's actually why I have, I'm taking some time today to hop on for a few minutes is because I actually, for the first time, have a few minutes of time myself. So we're seeing deals both on the buy and sell side on the residential that six months ago you would have listed it and there would have been a hundred showings. Literally, we had some listings that were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday availability, and then offers would be reviewed Sunday evening. They would do in 15 minute increments, you would have a hundred and ten showings, and they literally would all be booked back to back to back, literally four days straight, we started to see that slow down a little and go to 60 showings a few months back and then 30 showings. The last handful of listings we've had, we've we started to see that, you know, back in the teens, kind of that little more healthy, normal, whatever air quotes normal is nowadays, but 12 or 14 or 16, I've started to hear some brokers calling me saying, hey, you know, what are you seeing in the market? And I kind of tell them, ah, we've definitely had a slowdown in showings and such. And they're like, we are too. But everyone agrees that everyone is still getting almost, if not more than the price that, that they want. And my thought process behind that is that there's still some lingering buyers that are kind of the, pardon the language, kind of effort buyers. The ones that are just like, screw it. I don't care what it takes. I've missed out the last six months. I'm tired of my apartment. I'm tired of my roommate, whatever it might be. I want a backyard for my dog that I adopted during COVID. And they're still out there and they're like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get the house. And even though there might only be their offer at at 600, they will offer 605 or 610 without um, escalations because they just want to come in strong and get it under contract before the weekend showing. So we still have a few of those out there on all of our listings. And when we're competing on the buy side, we're, we're kind of seeing that there's still that lingering person out there that's like, I don't care, I'm going to do it. But my takeaway and kind of why I want to you know, wrap up with on the resi side is that personally here in Denver and in different markets that I invest in, I'm starting to see it slowing back a little bit and that just absolute craziness slowing down. Yeah. And I mean, it was just so crazy. If you were in this market, if you're trying to buy your first property or investment property or multifamily, mobile homes, I mean, RV part, you name it, it was just crazy. And I'm feeling we're finally, hopefully coming back a little bit towards getting back to a little normal of a market. But the issue here is, is overall number of deals that are listed. The, the listings on market is still astronomically low. So a quick stat, at least here in Denver, 
during the 2010, 2012, there was over 33, 36,000 listings at one time. That was a nine month worth of inventory. And again, these are, you know, depending on what, what area and what market and all that, but just kind of in, in general here in Denver, healthy market is three to six months of inventory. So it was, it was two to three times the amount of healthy market, but on the buyer side, it would lean towards the buyer side because there was so much inventory. Take that today, and we're having two, three, four thousand listings. I think the low is something like eighteen hundred listings here in the Denver Metro. When, when a healthy is three to six, it was 0.7 months of inventory. So even if you start to have that slowdown a little bit, we have so little inventory hitting the market that there's still going to be. A demand because the amount of buyers that are still out there given interest rates and, and the economy and PPP loans and different things that people have. So I'm just kind of sharing my experience last six months and kind of some data here is that I do think there's a little bit of an opening into the craziness that, uh, that we've been kind of overshadowed with these last few months. So I just want people to know that stick with it. It's been crazy. If you've been so frustrated on a buy side on any sector, either it's your own house or investment, just the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, is there. I'm not going to say or think that it's it's going to drop and do a 08, 09, 2010 again. But I do think if you're patient and you stick with it and you're not one of these buyers that finally just say, heck with it, I'm out. But yet you're not one of the buyers that's like, Heck with it, I'm going to offer whatever to get something. If you stick with it and kind of play the long game here, I know actually that you can still find that deal. So we're closing on two properties tomorrow, 160 acres of, of uh, hunting and farm ground in southern Kansas, and then eight acres, and which has 220 feet of, of shoreline at the Lake of the Ozarks for a short term cabin development that, that we're doing. So those two were off market deals. And I think there's definitely some value add in there. And I was able to come across those where I think two, three months ago, that would have been much more difficult to, to get one of those deals or especially both of them under contract. So I'm coming on here to say I'm back. I'm going to slowly try to get back into the groove of being a co-host now that things are slowing a little bit for us. And I just want to add some motivation to you guys. Stick with it. If you're listening to this and you've been listening to us for the past 6, 12 months, it's been it's been crazy from COVID to the craziness, ups and downs. But I promise you, if you keep listening to this, to you know our different guests and follow along on their journey, the bigger pockets, the social media, all the different value add content sources out there, I promise you you'll find a deal, you'll get ahead. And as long as you have that big picture and that big why, that goal, kind of the big rock per se in mind and mapped out, and you're doing those things on a kind of day-to-day basis, then good things will happen. I promise that. So that's what I wanted to come on today is just kind of share a little bit of the insight and just motivate you to just keep at it.
it's it's a grind my friends in this market so many people are wanting deals there's so much money floating out there it is difficult to say the least but we will all persevere we'll all come out ahead at the end and we'll be stronger better real estate investors owners managers brokers at the end of the day because of it so that's it my friends and as always until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. <laughs>